Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So you have your age, you have your maps maybe, you have your mythology for just what you need. If at all. Yeah. Yes. So the next thing would be, how would you make your kingdoms? Right. So what I'm not advocating for is that you go to Wikipedia and you figure out, like, you know, the population, the name, the history, the 17-page backstory of every kingdom. Because, honestly, world building should be just enough for you to have an idea of where you want to go in your world and kind of a general storyline that you want to take yes. your players through. And, you know, let me actually address the storyline piece. Because I've had a couple of people actually uh, in comments and stuff on YouTube, you know, say, well, I don't need a story. That's ridiculous. So if you're not doing a story in my mind, all you're doing is you're grabbing random monster tables from the back of the monster manual and rolling them up. Or throwing them through a dungeon and calling it a day. Right. Which for that group, for, for your group, that might be needed. For some people, you might want story. Exactly. The reason why you got into D&D was because you, you, you saw Lord of the Rings and you thought that was cool. I would like to do something like that. Exactly. Or you... Played an MMORPG, and it's just like that in tabletop form. Everything right. we're mentioning has a story. Or you like Dragon Age. You know, you play Dragon has Age. A story. You like Witcher. You has like a story. Everything has a story. And the reason why you have to tell a story is simply this, in my opinion. If you're not just going to do random, one-off, non-connected things, the reason you have a story is because your players are wanting to tell their own story with you in it, right? And you guys are telling a story yeah. together. The R in TTRPG is role. <laughs> right. You're playing a role in what? A story. Right. Where else, what else are you doing? Right. I mean, you just, I'm just a random elf running around killing things. Okay. That's not really exciting to me. So why the story matters, and we'll mm -hmm. move on to building kingdoms because it's a big deal, actually. Why the story matters is because it allows you to start to create the world. So you have an empty world. You've decided that it's going to be a Bronze Age, uh, you know, the Bronze Age type of thing. Not, not, a, um, not Bronze Age in terms of weaponry, but Bronze Age in terms of a story. Meaning there were two other big ages before yours where magic and other things were incredibly amazing. But those, those are now lost to us. And we explore the hollowed out ruins of their once great civilizations. And we built our own civilizations over top of them. And so when you go to create a kingdom, you need to keep in mind, what are you telling? Is this a kingdom that once was great a thousand years ago and is now feeling its age? Is this the height of the Roman Empire or whatever you want to call your empire? Or are you playing... You know, the German, the Holy Roman Empire, which was neither holy nor Roman nor an empire. It was just a little thing out in Germany at the time that was trying to basically, you know, revitalize Rome. But it was nowhere even near what it was. I mean, what are you trying to do? And so as your kingdoms, you're setting up kingdoms. You just want to have a general idea of what your story is and then figure out how many kingdoms you need. So you're playing elves in a golden age. Well, you're going to need an elven kingdom that's spanning continent, the entire continent with, you know, or maybe it's a, a small island and they own the island, everything, the weather, the everything on that island that they can magically or technologically control. Everything outside of that island is wilderness. They don't care about it. 
But that's where the doom is coming from. Mm -hmm. Something outside the island is coming toward them, you know. So there's all these things. You need to know your basic storyline so you can build your kingdom. Yes. Or kingdoms. And that's the thing. So Golden Age of Elves in an Atlantean type of scenario. What destroyed Atlantis? Is that the story you're telling? Yeah, I'm telling the story of the destruction of Atlantis. Cool. What is it? Is it pride? Is it hubris? Is it an extra dimensional being? If it's an extra dimensional kind of being, do they have their own civilization? Is there a kingdom of these things coming? Yes. Okay, now I have two kingdoms. I have the Atlantean kingdom and I have this extra dimensional kingdom. Is there other bigger factions, like kingdoms outside of Atlantis? You have the Greeks, you have the... There might be, yes, I do, but I, you know, they're very technologically lower than me, but I still have to interact with them, and I should at least know that they peripherally exist so that I might have an adventure or two on there from them. Yes. But are nothing we, huge. Oh, we trade with these people, but we're not, beyond us getting material resources, they're not really trading us much about you. Right. Yeah, they give us raw steel, or raw, not even that. They give us raw iron, and when we make it into steel, and titanium, and, mm-hmm. and you know, and computers. But, you know, they, we're happy to let them mine it, because we're too sophisticated to do our own mining now. And in return, we'll give them steel picks. Or we, in turn, just give them food. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like... Our small island is enough, is, has more than enough resources to create food because we understand irrigation and animal husbandry and, you know, fish farms and stuff like yes. that, you know. So there's all these things you can have. But if you don't know what your world looks like at all and all you're doing is I'm just going to roll up a random dungeon, you don't need this. Mm-mm. You really don't need this. Um, but if, on the other hand, you're trying to create a world that your players can play in, then you need to have an idea of what the conflict is. So if there's conflict, and there should be, is it two major kingdoms fighting? Is it two major kingdoms with three minor kingdoms back, you know, kind of figuring out where they want to fall into the whole thing? And depending on where those three minor kingdoms fall, will tip the tide of balance. And your player's job is to convince those other three minor kingdoms that your major kingdom is the way. Or maybe they're a member of one of those smaller kingdoms, and you need to, as a player, figure out where your kingdom should go to, which are the two sides, because neither one of them are perfect. Surprise. Um, you know, or is there something like, you know, we've said this one before, there's a great undead culture, you know, run by a lich king in the south. That's a kingdom. There's humans in the last vestiges of, of the living trying to survive that, you know, that plight. Or it could be something along the lines of um, it could be something along the lines of the elves and the dwarves are at war. So you have mm-hmm. an elven kingdom and a dwarven kingdom, mm-hmm. and maybe you're playing humans, but you're a human barbarian village. So you have rudimentary magic and stuff, and you're just trying to figure out how not to get caught up in this great conflict that's coming. Yeah. So many things, but I can't even tell you how to do all of that if I don't know your story. But what I'm hoping is, what do you need to do to make a realistic kingdom? Have a realistic story. Mm-hmm. And then out of it, study real real kingdoms, real civilizations. And what you'll find is you're going to have to figure out their, their, the ruler. Is there, is there a ruling body? Like, is it a republic? Is it a king or a queen? And if so, you know, like the drow, they're ruled by a queen who has the biggest, she's the most mighty sorcerer. That could be done. A, a barbarian kingdom would be ruled by... They'd be individual barbarian clans that have all yep. been united underneath like the, a, uh, a warrior. The other thing I would also add on to this as well, just because it does add. Yeah. How stable is the power? 
Yes. Is it a type of kingship where the king is who is the person who assassinates the next king? Is it just a bloodline thing like European kings were, where Most you're the right. son of George something the third, so because of that, you're the next heir to the throne? Until you're killed. Until you're killed. And then it's or, the uncle or the cousin or... Or is it a, more of a democracy where people or a body of people right. vote for the person in power? And remember, until pretty modern, a democracy or even a republic was not even, or a democratic republic, which is what America is, mm -hmm. wasn't even really a concept that could be played out well. But there's still also, you have the aristocrats that probably yep. would have enough sway to put somebody in power. Yep. Not necessarily democracy, but you have the minority yep. choosing... Uh, minority rule. Minority rule choosing who's ruling. Well, and to be fair, America really was only chosen by those that were landowners, so that ruled out... And, and, and uh, um, male... Yes. And typically white. Yes. So, I mean, that really just, that, that allowed, you know, for a lot of different things to happen, too. So, all I'm saying is, when you're looking at a kingdom in a fantasy or a futuristic sci-fi world, look at kingdoms that currently exist and have existed through history in the world. Match up your kingdom to the closest, re, um, you know, timeline you can, and then see what was there. So if you're looking at like Greek city-states, there was Sparta ruled by a king by power and might. Athens There's was a democracy. Athens ruled by a small group of senators, but rich. Yes. So it wasn't – and yes, there was voting powers, but it was a – there's other things around that. Yes. Um, and so – and then there was anything in between where you had a, a dynastic secession based on bloodlines there mm -hmm. as well. And all of those are fine. You know, maybe the elves are, maybe the elves have theirs done by a democracy because everyone's, they, they hope that everyone lives long enough to be wise. Um, maybe the dwarves are ruled by kind of clans and whoever can either A, do the most, um, impressive piece of crafting or B, has the biggest, um, like, uh, war stories are the rulers. And maybe you have a human tribe who, is ruled by a king of dynastic secession that is tenuous at best because he doesn't have any male heirs. And you could have, like, if, if you're doing, like, an enemy kingdom, you could have your orcs, stereotypically. Power. Who, my, my, power hungry. So yeah. if you killed the last king... You're the king until you get killed. And then how you get up to the ranks to be able to challenge people is you trial by combat. It's like it's like dogs. Yes. Basically. Like any any um any herd animal that has a a pecking order of sorts. Mm-hmm. And so you can have all four of these kingdoms coexisting in terms of not necessarily like all friends, but existing in the world and with varying degrees of power waning and waxing. I mean, a great example of this, more than anything else, is just go rewatch The Lord of the Rings. You have two two elven kingdoms you see. If you add The Hobbit, you have three. Um, you have, uh, what, three human kingdoms if you count the rangers, because the rangers are kind of more of a democratic body. They just yes. kind of do what they want. Um, but you have the two major kingdoms, right? You have whatever the however the Shire works. And uh, then, Shire's actually a small committee of people, and then ruled you, by the Great Thane. Okay, yeah. Then you have, I think, two to three dwarven. Yeah, two or three dwarven air. Um, because you have clans. the gray, because you have the graybeards that they show you. Yep, and then yeah, a couple others. So mm -hmm. all I'm saying is, you have great examples. Just rewatching, honestly, you'd only have to rewatch maybe a certain parts. You just rewatch the Council of Elrond, 
and you'll see a great example of a hand two two elven kingdoms represented. I think two or three dwarven kingdoms are there. Um, only one human kingdom, I think, is represented because no one from Rohan showed up. So you get an idea, but you have the rangers there because of uh, you know a Sealdor or Aragorn, depending on what you want to call them. Mm-hmm. And so you have the rangers represented there as well. So all I'm trying to say is. Um, when you're thinking about kingdoms, a really good quick thing would just be watch the Council of Elrond and then just kind of ask, what kind of kingdom is sending these representatives? Well, they're stable. They have uh, they have declared lands. They also have feuds, and you can see it, where the dwarves are not happy to be there, right? Because they're at war with the elves. Not maybe an overt war, but they're not happy with the elves. They're mm-hmm. not they're not friends with. There's the always elves. tension. So and humans them are getting just, together is hard. And humans are just breeding like rabbits right now. And that's problematic in just terms of problematic because they're going to take over. And land. They're yep. going to take over. But they're all fighting goblins who have their own history and their own culture. And then the Urukai, which were created by a wizard. And then the orcs, which were you know, all these things. So you have like several different kingdoms being represented there, all with different interests, all with different allegiances. And then you throw in people on top of that, and it gets even more murkier. All I'm trying to say is it doesn't take much to build out a kingdom. What you really need is the name, type of rulership they need, and maybe a handful of names that your players may run into or hear about. And that's all you need. But it is it does behoove you just to kind of think a little bit about how each kingdom functions and how each kingdom flows into the other. With that, we're going to leave you. We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.